Hello. Hey. Hey. Sorry, I had to figure out where this weird clicking was coming from on my end, and it was because D was playing Amplitude. <laughs> so it was just the controller or whatever yep. clicking? It was the controller. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. yep, that checks out. <laughs> Do what I want, Lex. <laughs> I didn't say you couldn't. <laughs> she does what she wants. <laughs> well, we should talk about the Oscars since that just happened. Okay. And, you know, mini episode means that it'll get edited faster and out to the people faster, so it'll still be topical. Mm-hmm. It's funny mm-hmm. how our mini episodes turn out to be super topical and the longer episodes are evergreen. At least I like to think they are, so. That's, I mean, that's what I think the mini episodes should be anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They should be more like, all right, this is today's thing. You. So today's thing is Oscars. The Oscar Awards, 2019 hostless Oscar Awards, brought to you by Kevin Hart's Spite. You know, I, they, it was fine without a host. I agree. 100%. I didn't even notice. Nope. We still had our bits. We still had our, our yeah. quirkiness. You know, the production was all still there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was still a, a fun ride. I think this was one of the most enjoyable Oscar uh, ceremonies I've seen in quite some time. Yeah, I well, they had Tina, Amy, and uh, Maya show up and do the the introduction, kind of host opening. But then they got into it real quick. It, it yeah, it didn't seem like I don't know. I I, I was happy with it. Um, even though the broadcast went just as long as it usually does. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, like ele- like it ended at like eleven. That's usually around the time it always ends up ending. Yeah, yeah. Now maybe you can help me understand what was the whole controversy around um, the commercial breaks? Like they were going to air some of the awards during the commercials. Um. So the big controversy was that they were going to do cinematography mm. during that, and um, to have fil- a film award ceremony that the most prestigious one without cinematography is airing is ridiculous like that that is not an award you should cut or throw to commercial uh especially when you have like short films yeah i don't i don't know why they still have short films and they don't have those in the uh what's it called uh science and What's the you know how they give the like they give a lot of Oscars out but they don't air all of them they oh, have yeah. a separate yeah I think that short films should go there you know I I would agree with you and the reason why is because for a long time I've said that they should make these short films available streaming I know that they're trying to kind of thrash against the whole streaming service thing but every year Netflix becomes more and more uh, you know just normal it becomes normalized yeah. in the in the movie industry uh their movies keep on winning um you know i think it'd be the simplest way partner with hulu or something everybody's got a piece of hulu it would right. make total sense to put these uh short films available on hulu well, for particularly because the the awards air on abc yeah. abc is disney disney and hulu are attached so like that makes the most sense um but yeah i I mean, I realize that people are, you know, probably going to get all upset about that possibility of that being, you know, pushed off to the side. I'm not saying we should stop giving the award, but I, I, I mean, no one ever knows what it is. Yeah. Um, like they never watch them. Like you were saying, accessibility is a problem. I mean, there's a hard enough time every single year. You have at least one or two movies. You go. I never even heard of that. It ruins office Oscar pools because you're pretty much just throwing a dart at the dartboard trying to figure out. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, which one? Yeah, it, it's not even that. It's they 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 cut people off giving yeah. the awards, and yeah. that always pisses me. Or getting the awards, and that always pisses me off because I'm like, this is like the only time they're going to get to do that, and the so they do it for time, and the only thing I could see cutting, um, off the top of my head. When I was watching it, too, I was like, how do you trim this down? Um, and I think that not having a crazy opening 
to the award, which I don't know how the ratings are for this. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's come out yet, but uh, I, I think that not having like a big, crazy opening number bullshit when it's fine without it. We just want to know who won the awards uh, and then have the funny stuff in between and everything like that. Uh, and then, you know, I, I just I don't know. I, I feel like that was the only thing that that they can safely cut. Cinematography is not very, like or it was either that or editing. I might might be misremembering it, but I'm pretty sure it was cinematography. And that's just like, how could you possibly do that? Like, you know, that I, I can never see cutting or airing during the commercial like they were talking about. But, you know. When's the last time you watched a short film? Yeah, I like, can't ever say, you know? hey, I feel like watching a short film today. <laughs> but to answer your, your immediate question, it looks like the ratings have been released. And okay. they rose from last year to yeah. 29.6 million viewers. Uh, oh. Yeah, so initially... From what was it last year? The 2018 Oscars initially drew a 6.4 rating in adults 18 to 49 and two point, or, sorry, 24.4 million viewers before oh, rising wow. to a 6.8 rating and 26.5 million. So at the high, this year's Oscars got 29.6 million. Yeah, that's, that's a huge improvement. Definitely. So congratulations to the team behind that. Um, I think... Another thing was, too, people wanted to see the spectacle. I'm sure that some of the Kevin Hart news made people want to tune in and see what happened. Uh, all the nominations were pretty exciting. We we got. Um, I, I think it's. I think it's mostly about Black Panther. Yeah, I was going to say that. I think that's that. why people yeah. are tuning in. Yeah, that and and of course Bohemian Rhapsody. People wanted to see, you know, if that was going to get lauded as the film that. Uh, it yeah, was, it was polarizing that movie in a lot of ways. So I think people yeah. want to see how far they would go uh, with the the congratulating. Um, well, so you and yeah. I were messaging during the show, and then we were tweeting and everything like that. You were tweeting from your account. I was tweeting from Alexa <laughs> that account, and <laughs> so. So I was at a certain point in there. They gave it. They gave Bohemian Rhapsody editing. Yeah. And I started to lose my shit. Right. Um, because here's the thing. Fuck Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> um, it's not good. It's not a good movie. I'm sorry, guys. If you loved it, that's great. I'm telling you that you loved you love Queen music. Yeah. And you love Rami Malek. Well, I'll and tell you what, it's only th those are the only things you should love from that movie. That's why we got Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again, because ABBA has a depth in their catalog of music and they wanted to play the other songs people like too, while parading Cher around. Um, Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Are you trying to shit on Mamma Mia 2 right now? Oh, I'm not because trying. I will go to the map for that uh -oh. movie. That uh -oh. movie is Good. <laughs> Here we go again. They couldn't even give it a name that made it seem like my, you know, inviting. My sister-in-law and I are huge fans of Mamma Mia. Or are and you so just we, huge fans of ABBA? No, we're huge fans of Mamma Mia. Okay. I didn't even know what ABBA was before <laughs> Mamma Mia. So I... So, so she was, I went to, to see them up in Maryland during the summer. Mm. And so she was like, if you can wait, we can go see it together. I was like, yes, I'm waiting. We're going to see it together. <laughs> Cut to us sitting in the movie theater, like both of us trying not to openly weep mm. and kind of weeping okay. at uh, the ending of that movie. It's a well-constructed film. I will say that. Mm -hmm. right. okay. It's very well made. All right, all and right. Bohemian Rhapsody, on the other hand, <laughs> is not well made. I just want to clarify: no disrespect to Swedish super pop group ABBA, because you guys are awesome. But all disrespect yeah. to here, here we go again. So here, ABBA, so so that that's an acquired taste. Mamma Mia, I understand that not everyone <laughs> is into that musical in particular. Okay, that's fine. Yes, that's not that's not the <laughs> that's not the point. Um, everyone loves Queen, right? Yeah. Pretty and much. Rami Malek is a fantastic actor. Yes, he is. They, that is the only reason that film was there. And the fact that it won other awards and it was nominated for Best Picture yeah. offends me. At least they didn't nominate, you know, what's-his-face uh, molester as, you know, Best Director. Ryan Singer. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Who is a abuser. Yeah. Um, 100%. 
and he directed that movie. And they're and they're keeping they're acting like that's not a thing. He almost he directed that whole movie, but he kept on no showing, which at any other job would get you fired. But apparently, if you're Brian Singer, you get to come back and direct another Marvel movie anytime you want. <clears throat> so he only missed like the very end of it. And the big thing, like the the giant, um, let's recreate Live Aid because yeah. why? But whatever. Okay, whatever. <laughs> there's th- look, look. There's so many factual inaccuracies about that movie. There's so much shit that Queen did to like the, the surviving members of Queen. I mean, did to make, uh, in my opinion, make themselves look better and make Freddie Mercury look like the villain. Yeah. Um, things like you know, Queen never broke up. They break up in that movie. Because he goes solo. The other members of Queen went solo before Freddie Mercury mm-hmm. went solo. And they never broke up. Just the, just shit like that just drives me nuts. But anyway, yeah. that's that's not the point. The, the point is, I was so I was messaging you, and I was starting to lose my shit. And I was like, they're gonna give they're gonna give this best picture, right? Like that's that's what's gonna happen. They're gonna give Bohemian Rhapsody best picture, aren't they? And that was just all of a sudden my gut was saying it. And then, little did I know, a uh, little old, um, you know, white guy gets to teach a black man how to eat fried chicken movie, comes in, Green Book, yeah. and just steals the show inexplicably. You know, you talk about cultural appropriation, you talk about depicting people of color in a certain light. Who more do you trust than the guy that directed Something About Mary and Dumb and Dumber 2? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, That's yep. who I trust. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I have a question about this. Do you think that now, and I, I realize we can we can say different things, you know, in the past and everything like that, or possibly in the future. But do you think right now a a pers- a white person could make a movie about a black experience? Now, this is something, interestingly enough, this was um, the video that launched a thousand memes uh, a couple of months ago when there was that roundtable discussion that had uh, Marshall Ali, uh, Chadwick Boseman, Viggo Mortensen, and others. And yeah. basically, Viggo was passionately making a speech about, oh, yeah, I think, you know, anybody can make a movie about the black experience, that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I feel that while there are directors who are capable enough to properly do their research, to speak to individuals who are knowledgeable on these subjects, there are also black directors uh, who have been discarded and marginalized who could also tell these stories competently, respectfully, that aren't given that opportunity. So just the very idea of awarding a white director with that opportunity before a black director who's more attached to the material, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and then I, to celebrate that, I mean, we've we've yeah, had yeah. award show after award show of what I call um, slavery pornography, basically. Yeah, uh, winning these awards where basically. People stand up and they applaud these uh, these actors and directors for depicting how awful slavery was. Guess what? We haven't forgotten. No matter how bad internet trolls will tell you, you know, that's over. Get over it. It's on the screen every year, basically reminding us how it, it was happened. Like, it was like four generations ago. Oh, Come that's on. all. Get over it. You know, yeah. you know, your, your grandma died poor and, and, and you know, yeah, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, that's getting really sad. But what I'm getting at is the <laughs> fact that, you know, it's... Wait, is slavery not funny now? Not not this year. You know, Quentin Tarantino tried to make it funny with Django, but he kind of didn't really do that too well. Not yet, um, but no, he'll no. save us next year. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, if he keeps hiring Samuel L. Jackson, you know, that's just by volume helping yeah. us out, I guess. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is the fact that you know the the uh, the academy loves these type of stories, right? About racial injustice, and then finally at the end coming around and everything like that. And I won't lie; these stories are inspiring in a lot of different ways. I love Hidden Figures. I thought that was an excellent yeah. film, and pretty much same thing. We had Kevin Costner as the white savior in that film, but 
you know, it told the story of these black women that hadn't had their story told before. All I'm saying is, is that movies like The Green Book are bait. They are Oscar bait, and the bait was bitten. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so in the the similar vein, um, they have, you know, there's been this, there's been a lot of arguments for this over the past couple of years as well. It so Rami Malek should not be allowed to play Freddie Mercury because he's straight. Mm. Things like that come yeah. up. And yeah. we talked about this in the past um, of, you know, Matthew Bomer can't play uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey guy because he's gay. Mm-hmm. And that's discrimination, but it's not when Rami Malek... So, so basically, the, the only argument that I have with all this, I don't, and I will preface with the saying, I don't know if it's the same for race and sexual orientation. So, and, and also director versus actor is another different thing. But when you're saying the problem, the problem that I have with this argument for like, you know, it should be a gay actor playing a gay role, Mm -hmm. you know, is, um, then they're not going to let you play straight roles. Right. Like when you get into this argument of the people, like, this person has to play this thing, especially when you're talking about actors, you're putting them in a box and you're not going to have any actors come out because all of these actors are going to go, um, there are mostly straight roles out there for me mm. and I can't just play gay characters. I, I just, I feel like, and I, and I, like, I, I guess I kind of was just thinking about it with the race part as well of like, you know, I believe that, this is what's tough. I, I, I kind of agree with the, like, you can make any movie you want to make. But at the same time, I do agree that, that there aren't enough black voices, for example, making films. So, like, yeah, we can have that argument for everyone can make whatever film they want to make when the ground is more equal. But it's not right now. So I, I understand that. Um, but I'm just kind of a little bit, like, I, I'm a little bit worried about this this constant like you can't do this thing that we yeah. have that it's going to it's going to hurt us creatively. Yeah, you're right. And you know what's interesting that you mentioned that we have um Darren Chris came uh, he he made a statement yes. saying yeah. that he would no longer uh play uh he would no longer be another straight boy taking a gay man's role is what he said exactly. Right. So that was that was interesting to me that he would take that type of stand. And ultimately, I think that's what it is. It's an actor's choice, you know, whether or not they decide right. to be an ally or they decide to take these roles. So when actors make this choice, the audience makes their choice, too. And if but you're do you choosing, think that doesn't make them an ally? I don't know. I mean, really, I I honestly don't it's, feel it's like interesting. I'm... Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm... I'm close to it enough to really make that type of statement so it's and it is a little bit di- so like clearly you know we can't do like blackface like so, well, so we're not yeah. talking no, gonna- no, no, so, <laughs> no 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 yeah so we're not we're not talking about that and then when people say trans actors should play trans roles that makes sense to me or but but at the same time it it should match the gender so, so like a trans male, for example, mm-hmm. yeah. should be able to play trans male parts, but also should be able to play male parts, right? Like, because that's a man. Like, that's that's what we, you know, gone. Okay, that's what the movement is fighting for, correct? So, so I don't, I don't want to see a trans male actor or trans female, whatever, limited to just playing trans roles. I think they should get in. The, I think everyone should have the opportunity to play that role. To play these roles. But then we say, no, like you can't have a cis male actor playing that role because they haven't gone through that experience. And that just, I, I it's just kind of confusing to me. Yeah. Um, and if anyone like, you know, has a way of explaining it or has an article or something that can kind of, and I, and I think it's, so the trans part is a little bit more complicated because you're talking about gender um, and then race is the same way. But when we're talking about sexuality, like that's not visible in the same way, like in the exterior, how it manifests itself. Right. Um, so you 
can be a straight actor playing a gay role. You can be a gay actor playing a straight role because you're you're lying about who you're in love with on screen. Like you're not actually in love with that person unless you're Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper who are totally <laughs> fucking in real life. Totally hooking up. There's no doubt in my mind. They are definitely. De- they even went to I the don't same believe anything I just said. I just <laughs> wanted to lead into that. <laughs> You know I'm tired, what? sweet chili babies. I'm very tired. That's all right. So if it, if I sound right. a little off, it's because I'm tired. But yeah. no, I just I I was thinking about that a lot last night with, you know, like the, the how important it is to have visibility in front and behind the screens. Like yeah. how how beautiful that is. How much of a difference that makes. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, going, well, why can't you know? I, I don't. I, it's really hard to explain, but I can understand when people are going, "You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this." How people are going to eventually lash back and be like, "Why can't I? Right. <laughs> I got in this to to make to be a completely different person. Like if yeah. you're an actor, to go into a completely different mindset and everything like that." Mm-hmm. So it's I don't know. It's just kind of. Well, I got I got two things to say about it. Yeah. One. I, I I do I respect how hard that, you know, uh LGBTQ people um have to work to really navigate these waters. Because there are a lot of situations oh, yeah, yeah. black blackface is like straight up. That is right in front of you. Um whitewashing yep. All that stuff that's right in front of you, and I realize they're not the same. I'm not comparing them. Like well, that's apples. what I'm. I, I was that's just, what I'm yeah. getting to. It's like you know, when when you're LGBTQ, uh, you have the the burden basically of deciding whether or not you want to make that known to casting directors, yeah. to agents, to managers, that sort of thing. So I can't imagine having to live your life knowing that when you reveal what you do in your bedroom that makes a difference to the type of roles that you get yeah. like that. That's what just that irks me so, so severely. The second yeah. thing I'm going to say, it's, it's interesting to me that, Oh shit. I forgot the second thing I was going to say. I'm tired too. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Guys, mom oh, and dad are man. so tired. Oh, you kids, just, you kids need to go to bed. God damn, please go to sleep. I got on my tear and it just vanished. You know what? When I go back and edit this, I'm going to tweet out what you I know. was going to say as a second <laughs> thing. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> my, I, I, I mean, I'm sure I lost my thought 20 times as I was speaking my gibberish before. Oh man, this, this is, is why we make checklists. Right. <laughs> and this is why I never, I never like remember what the fuck we talked about. Like people go, this is what you said. I'm like, I, 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 okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, we were talking about Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga and how they're totally hooking up. I thought, yeah, fucking. you know, I thought he was there with his mom and his wife. Apparently, that's just his girlfriend, his baby mama, or something like that. You're telling mm-hmm. me. Um, I wouldn't bring my mom to sit front row while I um, I bang Lady Gaga on stage. That's uncomfortable. I, there's something I, I I don't understand how his girlfriend wife. Well, I don't know if he's married or what what their deal is. I know he's got like a kid with the woman he's with. Yeah. Um, I I don't understand how it's not breaking up their marriage or whatever they have going on. <laughs> they, they, it's weird, man. Like they have I. I've never seen that kind of electricity and it not end in a Brangelina type incident. And uh, what's uh, Gaga was engaged to someone and just broke it off like a couple days ago. Right, right. Right. So, guys, the drama. I'm here for the drums. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is I, – I don't know. I, I mean – I was watching that going, I'm like, oh, shit, when's Bradley Cooper going to split with his girl and go with Gaga? Yeah, yeah. And I then I go, am I projecting something really bad on them because they're just really good actors or whatever? I don't know. It's 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 weird. There's something weird there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm hoping that everybody's fully aware of what's going on. 
Because uh, if not, that's going to be bad <laughs> in the long run. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah it's, it's not going to be good for anybody in the long run. I mean, it was great, like, watching. Like, they, you know, they have insane chemistry. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And it's really, but it reminds me of the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie thing where they, everyone was like, oh, my God, they have such great chemistry with this movie. And then you go, oh, no. Like, they do have great chemistry. <laughs> yeah, a little too great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what's going to come of that. I guess we're going to see. But whoever, I, I saw a tweet that mentioned this as well. Somebody was like, hey, whoever told Lady Gaga it was a good idea to get that celebratory tan uh, for her yeah. Oscar nomination. I, can I, I need to talk to you for a minute. Can you just, can you just sit down? I need to talk to you, please. Look, everyone gets breakup bangs or, or breakup <laughs> spray tan. or They make some sort of mistake. That's just what we have to deal with. I mean, I thought life. maybe it was another one of those bold costume choices, like the meat suit and the Muppet yeah. dress Yeah, or babies, something. listen to me. <laughs> Especially girls, don't get bangs. It's don't a mistake. It's a mistake. You're going to regret it. I'm just telling you now. It's not a good... It's not going to work. You think it's going... It's not. Hey, Lex. Yeah. Is that rain? What? That's a deep cut. I'm sorry. Uh, Zoe Deschanel, her Siri commercial, where she's oh, staring out the window yeah. through her she bangs. She can pull off bangs. Actually, she looks wrong without bangs. Man, she's the one. Yeah. There yeah. you go. End I have a list. lot. I have a lot of thoughts about. I was gonna say Zoe Saldana. I have a lot of thoughts about Zoe Deschanel, but yeah, that. we'll do that. Those, those bangs are critical. I'll say that those yeah, bangs are great. critical. So, yeah, don't get bangs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little, a little bit about about the good stuff that happened yeah, yeah. during the Oscars. So uh, we mentioned Lady Gaga's daring costume choices going to the Oscars. I, I thought she had a chance of winning Best Actress. I was, yeah. little, I, I, I was thinking the favorite. Um, I can't remember her name. Her speech was hilarious, though. I haven't seen that movie yet. Um, a little oh, you're bit talking about... I'm sorry, hold on a second. You're talking about the woman who won for Best Actress? Yeah, yeah. You're talking about Olivia Coleman. Yeah, which is unfair because I wanted to be the first actress to win a statue for banging Emma Stone. So I don't really understand. (laughs) Anyway. I mean, you can still do both just separately, you know? Um, (laughs) I believe I don't think so, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> Got to get this peanut butter and chocolate together. Come on. Uh oh. Uh oh. So, yeah, I I I thought she was a contender, but like it was a it was a really crazy close race this year because I also thought Glenn Close would win. Yeah. I I, I truly didn't know. I usually know. This year, I hadn't seen a lot of the movies, so I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. I what is Roma? I don't know. There's a lot of subtitles. I, I mean, the director's good. Um, I was rooting for Spike Lee. He didn't win. Yeah. Another, you know. Now, do you normally um, see the majority of the movies before uh, the Oscars air? It depends on the year. Okay. okay. Um, some years are better than others. Uh, so there's all, you know, the the argument of there's always the one you've never heard of is this, the same goes for me, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's always the one you haven't heard of. Past couple years, I've been bad at it, um, but I've been better at keeping track of who's winning what awards, who's getting the the buzz, who's you know, who did well at this festival, who did well at that one, like what, you know, I, I have a better idea of who I think is going to win. I guess yeah, is the way I should say. It. And this year, I was just like, mm, I don't know, what's this green book thing? What's the thing? <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't about to watch Green Book. I'm like, I've I've seen this story already. I'm good. But yeah, no, I don't really. I, I mean, I'm sure I'll end up seeing it. Someone's good, someone in my family is gonna want to see it, and I'll be around because I have no life, and <laughs> I'll just be like, ugh, okay, I'm gonna sit here and knit and watch this crap. I really wanted to see um, Black Klansman. You told me you enjoyed that. Oh, I loved it. Loved it, loved it. That and A Quiet Place were two of my favorites of last year. I thought A Quiet Place should have been nominated for more awards, by the way. I yeah. thought that was a genius film. Uh, yeah, Black Klansman. Oh, my God. That was a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, I still recommend seeing that. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody 
like I said, I, I would only watch it for Rami Malek. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of problems with that movie. Just yeah. um, from the technical standpoint, from a storytelling standpoint, from accuracy, all of there, there are a lot of issues. But Rami Malek deserved the award that he got. Um, well, haven't seen know, Vice. There's certain beats that the musician biopics have to hit every single time. You know they've yeah. got to they've got to show their starting at the bottom. They got to show the rise to fame. They got to show the show the early workings of their classic hits. You know, so, usually so in bed hard. with their lover. What's up? Yeah, Walk Hard called out all of those tropes. All of those tropes, yes. And it and the, and Rolling Stone did a whole article on how Walk Hard just killed those movies for like a decade. <laughs> they, yeah, and, but then they came back because you haven't seen it, and then and then they came back with this, and and it's the exact. If you watch Walk Hard and Bohemian Rhapsody back to back, it's the same fucking movie. <laughs> pretty like much. It, it pretty much is. Like they just did all of the tropes. They were like, ah, it's been a decade. Everyone forgot. And guess what? Everyone did forget. <laughs> Everyone did because people lo- are in love with this movie. Hey guys, <laughs> life on the road is hard. All right, well, especially when you're in a committed relationship. It's yeah. difficult. Yeah. You can't do. It. You can't. <laughs> Don't want no part of this shit. Um, so, so yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember the, I haven't seen Roma. That's the, uh, God, I can't remember his name. Children of Men, that director. Yeah. He won Best Director and they, it, it, it was nominated for Best Picture and it was also nominated for Best Foreign Film. Yeah. Right? How about that? That, that didn't, that didn't make sense to me, but whatever. Um, Alfonso Cuadron. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, incredibly talented director. I just I was rooting for um, I was rooting for everybody black. I, I mean, like, I I just because Alfonso's won three other times. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Issa Rae, by the way. Yeah. Yes. No, <laughs> that's not my quote. Um, so he's won so many times. Um, a black director has never won. Right. Right. And uh, they, everybody so, thought it was Spike's year. Especially because he won for he, uh, for the you script. You see his face. He thought it was his year too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything was looking up. You know, uh, the the Knicks won for the first time in eighteen games. He yeah. found that out from one of his one of his best friends, who he, he uh, Samuel L. Jackson. He ran up and hugged him when he won best script. You could see yeah. the tears in Jordan Peele's eyes as they cut to the audience as he's giving his acceptance speech. This was Black History in the making. And and despite him not winning, like black people won the night. Oh, like, for sure. Like for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're we're only a couple years removed from Oscars so white, and here we are. It seemed like every single presenter duo, at least one of them, was a person of color, and I love yeah. that. Oh yeah, they were. So cool. They were listening to that criticism, and they were following through. On, yes. We have got to fix this shit. Um, <laughs> Even the director and, of the orchestra was a person of color. I was oh, like, yeah. wow, and, and one could probably argue that they possibly over-directed. I don't mm. think so. I thought mm. it was pretty amazing. Um, I Yeah, at Black Panther won a lot of awards. It didn't win Best Picture. Didn't think it would win Best Picture. That was also one of my favorite films of the year. But I we've talked about this before. It's a big-budget movie. It doesn't need to win an award like that. Best Picture, I mean, not other Academy Awards. It, it deserved, especially costumes. I remember specifically when I went to see Black Panther for the first time. Yeah. Feeling um, like, oh my god, these costumes! Like I, I, and I'm not usually the person that is like costumes. Oh my gosh, there was something about <laughs> the costume design of that movie that there was so much thought put into it. So my aunt, on every level. My aunt, who is a. Um, a documentarian. She has worked with uh, Ruth Carter before. Oh. And she was just telling me, like, you know, this woman loves her job. She is ultra talented. She's worked with Spike Lee for years and years. And she just deserves all the accolades that she gets. When I got the, the art book for Black Panther, 
Um, I'm just, you know, going through the pages, seeing all the different designs and reading all the liner notes of her talking about just how much respect they wanted to pay to this culture, uh, both fiction and nonfiction, how they wanted to make the, the costumes exciting and just to see all the different iterations of design that were, were pitched and gone through. Yeah. And it's just magnificent to see what ended up on the screen because it looks yeah. just like her vision. And it is glorious and she deserved yeah. that award wholeheartedly. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. That was yeah. I mean, I I loved seeing Black Panther. I actually was starting to think, oh man, it could win Best Picture. Like it could happen. And then the part of my brain was going, No, they're not gonna let that happen. Like yeah. and and now in retrospect, Bohemian Rhapsody has the same thing. They're not gonna let this win. Because it was so financially like commercially successful. Yes. And usually they're like, no, we're not going to do that. Like, you know, whatever. That's that's not the point. Um, it's, I mean, it's proof that, you know, like we were ta- talking about earlier, that diversity is so important on every level because it makes a great film and it makes for a very successful film. I mean, they Disney has a bunch of Oscars right now because they let them do what they wanted Yeah. when they made Black Panther. Yeah, and they have a shit ton of money because they let them do what they wanted with Black Panther. What's more, they have that support system too. So yeah. everybody who was up there, okay, okay, this isn't on the script, but just um, gotta stop for a second and talk about how amazingly just excited Jason Momoa was to be oh, presenting yeah. that award. Yeah. <laughs> He seems like a giant teddy bear, Man, like a nice dude. I want to be his friend. You know how cool Jason oh, yeah. Momoa is? Him and Lenny Kravitz. So just a little backstory for those that don't know. Um, Jason Momoa is married to Lisa Bonet of The yeah. Cosby Show in a Different World. Um, they are a beautiful couple. Okay, But formerly, oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Lisa Bonet was married to the other thirst trap, Lenny Kravitz. Now... They have a beautiful daughter together, so they're tied together for life, basically. The reason I bring all this up, Jason Momoa is such a cool dude that he and Lenny Kravitz have matching rings to show their brotherhood. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. cool they are. This is not a made-up thing. Look it up. Trust me. No. Oh, I know. I've it's, seen it. It's legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They That's have a great cool. relationship. You can't even be mad at him for being a new guy that hooked up with your wife because that's how down Jason Momoa is. You know he's good-hearted. And I fully believe the entire reason that Aquaman did as well as it did is because of his enthusiasm. Oh, I agree. He's, that's, I mean, yeah. that's the guy you want leading your film. Yeah. I mean, on the, on the Dwayne The Rock Johnsonian scale, he is yes. like a 10.5. Agreed. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Back yeah. to our regularly scheduled program. So. I don't know what the fuck we were talking about. I so. was talking about how, how cool and supportive the Marvel guys are to each other. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So Chris Evans was up there with uh, J-Lo, and they were presenting the award for, I believe it was production design. Um, and yeah, when J-Lo read so. that uh, Black Panther had won for production design, you could see... Chris Evans do a little fist pump, like yeah, I'm a Chris boys, Evans you know? is this is the the sweetest dude, like right up there next to Jason. Like they, he's a sweetheart, man. Everyone <laughs> sure. loves him, and yeah, yeah, he is amazing. I love that dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, even at the beginning of the show, you saw how uh, he helped Regina King when she was going up to accept her her award for supporting actress. Yeah, he's done that in the, in the past too. He did it with Betty really? White. Like he's just. Yeah, yeah. He when he puts his arm out to help, whatever. Like he he does that all the time. Yeah, that's a thing that he he's just he 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 just, like. There's no other way. But he was just raised right. Like yeah. Like there, you know. And look, don't get me wrong. If your parents were shit, like you can learn this stuff. You know, you can learn <laughs> it on your own. But a lot of the times, it's you know, it's good people that are telling you to be good, and you just do it. And then you hope that other people follow suit. So. Exactly. He wasn't doing it for points or anything like that. No. But you could see, huh. like, somebody somebody on Twitter broke it down, too. You can look at what he did. He offered his arm. He didn't reach out and put his arm around her or try to, like, grab her or anything no, like no, that. No, 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 yeah. He helped her up the stairs, but he didn't walk all the way up with her himself because he didn't want to take away from that moment. He kept his face turned from the camera 
because he wanted the focus to be on yeah. her. See, yeah. just step by step, dude had it down. Right. He was ready. And, and, and all that stuff is is good. The thing that is vital, in my opinion, is, and I noticed it as well, is he didn't touch her. Yes. He he held. He basically held his arm out so she could grab onto him if she needed it. Exactly. And that's the difference between you know being a dick and being really cool like right. you know a really courteous person. and and by the way this is this goes across the board with gender you know either it goes either way you know um it's not as if men are expected to do like i i hold doors open for people i like i literally do the chris evans thing for my grandmother all the time like because she just like has stability issues sometimes so i'm like okay i'm just like i put my arm out like that yeah. it, it doesn't matter like it's just about being a good person to another person Typically, though, women at these award shows, because they're wearing heels and dressed like these, you know, crazy, intricate dresses, they have more of an issue falling or, you know, just potential for falling. So it is a good thing that guys do um, to help them out. Definitely, definitely. And there were some very elaborate dresses this season that I saw on screen. I mean, oh, everybody yeah. was looking gorgeous from top to bottom. All the actors and actresses came who, out to represent. Who decided to put Rachel Weas in what can only be described as a fruit roll-up now, see, rendition of <laughs> Britney Spears's? Hit me, baby, one more time. Video <laughs> outfit, right? I think that was the one where uh-huh. she was in the orange on the planet. Was it hit me, baby, one more time? I don't know. Either way, <laughs> I was I was concerned. Right, right. It looks like somebody might have taken the top of a skin tight latex outfit and just cut it and yeah. just said, "Okay, wear a dress under this." Bam, you're good to go. Yeah, have fun. I. Yeah, I, I I was I was concerned, Not and she was nominated look. too. She was yeah. nominated. Like everyone, there's every year there's one of those dresses that you're like, who did this to you? Never <laughs> let them work again. Like you know, um, yeah. my favorite my favorite person of the night wasn't even at the show. She went to the Vanity Fair party, which. Oh. Vanity Fair every year invites a bunch of like people who don't necessarily go to the Oscars, but like it's you know these higher up people um, and they view the Oscar like on a screen, big screen and they have, a, you know, dinner and everything like that. It's a really big party. Cool. And um, they had Selma Blair went and oh my God. So first of all, jealous of her hair, her hair <laughs> was flipping amazing. Um, <laughs> gorgeous outfit. Just stunning. And to top it all off, you know, she has a cane. Um, yeah. She has multiple sclerosis, and she was just diagnosed a couple months back. And she is being very open about this diagnosis. Diagnosis? Whatever. Um, so she's being very open about it. Um, this was kind of a big coming out thing for her. Her cane is, like, elaborate and, like, you know, beautiful. And she just, you know instantly became like a hero for young women and men who are disabled who go i can be you know glamorous and this you know amazing per- i can still live my life yeah and and that was um really beautiful uh ms is one of those terrible diseases um i you know i have you ever known anyone that has it no not not personally no uh, so my mother has it, um, and it's it's so so she's fortunate. Like there there are levels of it, and she was always fortunate to not be as severe with it. I have a very deep fear of it because it is a genetic disease. Uh, but basically, it's kind of like Alzheimer's stuff like that. From what I've read about it, I try not to read too much because then you go, oh my god, I have that. Like if you're if you're anything like me, who's so neurotic. Uh, you go, oh, my God, I have that. Um, but it, it's like plaque building up, which is the same thing that happens with dementia and Alzheimer's. They think that this is the reason for it. So plaque builds up in your brain, and then mm. you can't function properly. Oh, and wow. they think that if they can treat that, like if they can create something that bl- unblocks that blockage, like that gets rid of that plaque, 
the same way that we do for like heart medications and everything like that, that we could not only treat it, but reverse it. And so like, I just love that she's bringing awareness to it. I think that she's going to end up being like Michael J. Fox was for Parkinson's. Yeah. Um, where it's just like, oh, a lot of people didn't know about this. Um, another person who's pretty vocal about it, I believe Amy Schumer, her father has it. Mm. And he's very bad. Like, he, you know, has it very bad. There are different levels of it. Lots of people can function and stuff like that. But, like, you know, my mom had to give herself shots and all that. Um, and that's, you know, my, you know, my dad was like, oh, yeah, she dealt with shots and, everything. you know, that's just, it's difficult. So I, I really was like, oh, my God, Selma Blair, like, in addition to, in my opinion, looking the best dressed, like just whoever, I, I don't know who dressed her. I don't really keep track of that stuff. I don't care about fashion that much, but I was like, you look gorgeous and you are like making people aware of a very important thing that's happening to you, but happening to so many other people. Yeah. Much respect to her. Yeah. I watched an yeah. interview with her and she said her, her, her prognosis future, like it is looking good. So that's good. You know, wishing her well, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. You know, um, I, I recently just saw all the different things that she was saying around the time that they were announcing the new Hellboy movie, um, which is, you know, of course, much, much lower of importance than this. Um, <laughs> I've never seen the originals. Is that bad? It's not bad. It's just, you know, maybe you should. I think they're good. Um, I mean, shit, I like Ben Affleck in, in uh, Daredevil. Clearly, clearly, I enjoy eating my garbage for supper. <laughs> I think there's a lot to enjoy about the uh, the first couple of Hellboy movies. Like I saw, I recently rewatched the first one while I was getting some dental work done, and it kind of distracted me a little bit. So that's good, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I was gonna say is like, you know, I'm not while... laughing at you watching Hellboy. I'm laughing at you having to get dental work done. Just oh yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just, I was like. Her and, and Ron Perlman just consoling each other about missing out on the next Hellboy movie and reminiscing about all the good times they had together and how, you know, they felt like they were, you know, the perfect on screen couple and everything. Just, just, just not disrespecting the new one, but just lamenting the fact that their run as these characters was, you know, just verified as being over, you know? Mm hmm. So, oh, that's so great. I love Ron Perlman, too. So yeah. I should watch those because I didn't know she was in them. Oh, yeah. She was. So uh, that's, that, that's my Brendan Fraser. In Brendan Fraser, we trust. And then in <laughs> Selma Blair, we trust. Like, it's the male, female. Like, we have to have one on each side. Yes. And th those would be my two because I love her in everything she's in. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 She's, she's a national treasure, as I like she to say. Is, for sure. So definitely wishing her the best. Mm -hmm. Who was um, your, did you did you have anything that stood out for like dressed or do you not I care mean, about that stuff? I can't I can't really follow that up at all now at this point that's all over. <laughs> Selma Blair, there you go. I was she like, won. am I gonna talk about personal stuff with this? Because I've said mm -hmm. I won't discuss stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck it, that's okay. That's okay. No, it's, it's I'm totally cool. super scared of getting it. No, I do <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to. That amazing camera they have on the red carpet that gets that oh, right? like, the 360? slow mo 360. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with that camera. So here's where it really stood out to me this year. Angela Bassett. Ooh. Oh my gosh, she is just like timeless. Oh, she's agreed. Elegant. Yeah. She's she hasn't aged a day. Do you know it's been like over two decades since What's Love Got to Do With It was released in theaters? Shit. And she still looks like she can play Tina Turner in her prime now. I agree, man. She's not aging. What? No. How? No. I mean, she's she's mature, but she don't look old. You know what I mean? Her, her and Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts looked really good, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Both shout out to Julie like, Roberts, but Angela Bassett. No, 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 no. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I think it's the, you know, I think it is too. I was looking at her dress in the article you sent me, and it's the pink dress thing triggered because yeah. they were both wearing like pink, and that color is not easy to pull off. And damn, and she did look good. She really did. She really yeah. did. She doesn't have a bad angle because that camera, no. the reason, the reason why I even went to her was because that really truly displays the just amazing. 
uh, power of that camera because it was going in slow motion. It was getting her from every angle and every angle. She was just giving so much just like vibe the whole time. I was just digging it. It was great. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> um, Emma Stone looked like a waffle. <laughs> <laughs> like a, like uh, a tasty waffle? <laughs> like yeah. A waffle. Yeah. Okay. Let go. Um, <laughs> Serena, I liked the, the red. Oh, that was cool. Red and black. That was good looking. Yeah. Beyond that, uh, I'm trying to think, like, I, I'm looking at these and, oh, God, there's Rachel Weas again. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah. Oh, it's bad, guys. Yeah. Velvet was really in for the guys. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, A lot Evans, of them had that. Momoa, um, this, Momoa uh, with Stephen that scrunchie. James. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stephen James here, one of, in this best dress, he's wearing all velvet as opposed to just the jacket. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of velvet. I'm not opposed to it. I like that men are wearing different suits. Like they are not just wearing plain black tux. I understand that, like it's the, you know, the woman shining and everything. Like that, but like, come on, let guys just guys just wear the the crazy, you know, suits. Take risks. It's cool. Everybody, everybody deserves the, the opportunity to look pretty once in a while. Yes, agreed. Um, well, I remember a couple of years ago when these guys guys started wearing like blue suits, and that was a thing. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, oh, that suit is navy. Like, it, no, it wasn't navy. It wasn't like just because navy could kind of be considered, but it was like, you know, a little bit on that like edge of royal to navy, where you're just like. Oh, what are you doing? And then it was just like, oh, floodgates open. We're going to wear crazy suits now. Yep. I dig dig it too. Oh, oh, oh. Special shout out to Jennifer Lopez. That disco ball gown that she had on, that was fascinating. Yeah. A tribute to Gaga, I'm assuming. Is that what it was? No, no. (laughs) I don't know, man. All I know is it was so cool. She had that whole mosaic look going on. I mean, she gets a lot of, she got a lot of guff recent years for the type of dresses she was choosing but you know what she takes chances why what what happened i don't know oh is she is she a woman who's over 30 wearing wearing an outfit even better she's a woman wearing clothes in public and people must make comments negatively she asked for it so (laughs) but i mean much much love to everybody who came out and tried something different i mean that's the that's the crux of it all you know um the met gala is big on that being unique but it shouldn't be limited to just the met gala i feel like these looks that they're giving yeah are 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 indicative of what they're feeling or just you know different designers that they like or statements they're trying to make and i'm here for it you know oh yeah yeah i like when they when they take risks And, and you know um Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I agree with the J-Lo thing. It did work. Yes. She's one of those people, too, like Angela Bassett, though. Like, she looks good in everything. That's why I'm genuinely confused that there are people criticizing her look. No, they got Dorian Gray, like, you know, paintings in their attics. Exactly. They put this those so in the in magic. the Oscar prize bags. That's what it is, like a little <laughs> miniature Dorian Gray. Take this home when you come back next year. Um Last thing about the the red, not the red carpet, but just like the show in general, one one of my, one of the things that I enjoyed seeing Mm -hmm. was uh, Brie Larson and Sam Jackson just kind of like joking around with each other. They were adorable. They were adorable. (laughs) They were cute. I'm excited for that movie. Same. Also, you know, people are giving it shit online early. I don't know if you saw today. It's called Pulling a Black Panther. Where you go right. on IMDb and or Rotten Tomatoes and give it a negative review before it's even done. Right. So Rotten because... Tomatoes just changed their policy though because of it. They, <laughs> really? They now? changed. Yeah. No, they changed it today. Um, there they announced it today that nice. they're never they're not going to allow users to give reviews before the film was released. Perfect. I guess it got bad enough that they're like, no, we're not doing that anymore. I mean, that's how it should be anyway. That should have been the the policy. All along. I mean, the excitement thing, people would like vote with their excitement or whatever, and that's one thing. But giving it a rating, using that yeah. as the audience like score along with the people who actually saw it. Yeah, because sense. the critics get screeners. You know, they they they're they get to see that movie. They can give you their opinion on that movie. M- most people do not. So like the average person, I mean. So the, why why do they have access to it? It doesn't make any sense to me. 
no to writing idea. the review. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's good. They changed that, so hopefully that won't happen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It'll happen. She's gonna get shit. Of course. Online forever. Of course. And she'll probably quit social media, just like the uh, the women of Star Wars had to do, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. No. Uh. Other. Uh, honestly, other than some of the Bohemian Rhapsody stuff and Green Book winning Best Picture inexplicably, uh, and then. Me just thinking Spike should win. Yeah. Pers- that's just completely personal. Alfonso Cuaron deserved that award. You know, I'm not, or probably did. I haven't seen the movie, but I understand. Like, he's incredibly talented. I I was happy that Black Panther won as much as did. I was happy with the diversity of the show. I was mm-hmm. fine without a host. Um, I thought it was a good, good show overall, you know? It was good. And if anybody was wondering what Kevin Hart was doing, he was in his personal gym at home, punching his uh, boxing bag and getting ready for his role in the upcoming Jumanji 4. Did you see the new Jumanji? It was really good. Was it? It was. It was super good. Dude, it was very, very well done. And I'm really excited for the sequel. I can't watch movies he's in. I love The Rock. I understand. I love Jack Black. Karen Gillian, great. I know. Can't I, 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 I'm reluctant, but like I have to. <laughs> it, you know, it's the one. It's the yeah. one you should put up with him for the sake of everything else in it, because it is. It's really well done. But, it was good you know, in spite whatever. of him. I get it. Oh, oh, hundred percent. I'm, I'm very excited for the sequel. Yeah. I never thought I'd say that. I did not want to see that movie. I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, it looks okay. Like it doesn't look that bad. And everyone I've talked to as well were all like, no, I did not want to see it. And they ended up renting the movie or whatever. And they're like, oh, wow, that was actually yeah. really good. Okay. So it's just it, it's it's surprisingly good. But you if it's know. on cable, maybe I'll check it out. So those that's, those so are that's home. what you should do. Like when they throw it up on Netflix or something like that, <laughs> that's when you should watch it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Those at home may be wondering how I got to Jumanji 4 as this upcoming movie. Well, there's Jumanji. Right. There's, oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. There's Zathura, uh, because that counts totally. There's, Why does that count? Because it's the same vein. It's the same creators. It's the same vein, except this it one happened in space. It doesn't exist in the same universe. Yeah, we don't know. Ah, oh, you're pulling a <laughs> pulling a Marvel <laughs> strings. Pro, pull. I don't know what it's called. What's the anyway? Called? Grasping at straws. That's it. I'm that, just. I, I'm I got just, to it eventually, guys. I stole that from Jack Black anyway, Jablinski Games on YouTube. If you're not following Jack Black on YouTube, he's got a gaming channel where he Oh yeah, I've heard that's kind of games. It's hilarious. It's I hilarious. love Jack Black. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um Yes, he he's great in that too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, here's here's a dark horse though that he didn't even mention. The Jumanji animated series, pretty enjoyable. I don't remember there being an animated series. Yeah, it's way back, way, way back on UPN when that was still a thing. Jumanji, oh, the animated series. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Kids. Kids, gather around. Back in the day. <laughs> the CW was once two networks. Twas, twas. It was the WB and UBN. <laughs> and they aired very different programming. Very and different. They merged. And then we got The Flash. <laughs> one had racist programming, one had a racist mascot. Hmm. Wait, what was the racist programming? Oh, well, homeboys in outer space, you know, that sort of thing. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it was just, yeah. I mean, Look, maybe it wasn't racist, it was just bad, whatever Okay, it was. <laughs> okay. I was just like, wait, what am I missing? Okay, that makes sense, yeah. Like, I, I remember all the hype for UPN when it was first starting up. Homeboys from outer space, Moesha, um... Malcolm and Eddie was had Malcolm Jamal Warner and Eddie Griffin. Okay. Um, I forget what the what the name of the show was, but it was like um, some lawyer sitcom that had Uncle Phil as a judge. You know, after Fresh Prince, of course. Yeah, they took a lot of chances, and of course, Star Trek Voyager can't forget that. Man, we took a turn at the end of this podcast. It just became way too black for me. I don't <laughs> understand what's going on. I, I want to dig into how, how you consider Star Trek Voyager to be black, but okay. We're going to get into that next time. <laughs> Wait, I... No, I was trying to find a way, and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tuvok, I, I guess. That, yeah. 
I get I get the the, the Star Trek's confused. No, I'm just kidding. I know that's Janeway. That's <laughs> the, the only Trek's. one I know. Yes. I, I I don't I don't know the Star Treks, but I know I know the Janeway Treks, and I defend the Janeway Treks even though I've only seen like ten episodes of it because I'm like she's the best one. I like why the because it makes people mad when you say she's the best one, and I'm like I'm gonna keep saying it then she's the best mm-hmm. one. I liked the Janeway Trek before it became the Borg show starring Seven of Nine. Um, because it just became all about her at the end of that. You know what? This is a mini episode. We're going to save this wonderful banter. We're going to save this banter for next time, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Lex, you have any closing thoughts about the Academy Awards? Uh, I want to hear what your thoughts are. Listeners, sweet chili babies, Mm -hmm. friends, Mm -hmm. foes. I want to know what you think of the Oscars. Um, I, I don't, uh, other nobody's than, ready for Oscars. Hashtag. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Oof, I don't, mm. what does that mean? I don't know. Somebody will get it. Okay. Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm curious as to what other people think. Like what, what would you have picked for your best picture? Everyone's going to say Black Panther and that's, that's fair. That's fine. Well, We'll learn a lot about our fan base. We'll Movies learn a lot about our listeners. aren't as good as they used to be. There, I said it. That's fine. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll share any answers we get on our next episode. Thank you for yeah, tuning in. Yeah, follow us on the socials. Rate, review, and subscribe. That really helps us. Share us with your friends. Guys, we need to make this cult bigger. I, I need you to cult. go out there and recruit people. Don't tell them what they're getting into. They don't need to know. Just... Bring them in. We'll take care of it from there. Talk about a dark turn, man. It's kind of weird. Anyway, I'm Matt Peters. Did I make it weird again? Okay. <laughs> I'm Lex Lutz. Sorry. Thank you for tuning in. Be excellent to each other. Bye.